Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Man, check this fire out though. Man, it's from uh Just B, uh Black Omaha's own. This is fire. Fire. One day you happy, you calling me daddy. We planning a family. And the next thing I know, you out of control. I can see why most niggas cheat. Cause I love you and I just want us to go back to the way that we used to be. If you cannot realize Man, I'm not the kill this beast though. This is uh, just be and it's called Ocean. Nothing on earth is so what is a man to do? Cause you've been so hateful and acting ungrateful. Play me is what you won't do. Man, this is fire. And it's just up on SoundCloud. He need to go ahead and sell this though. Had his shit up on iTunes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, y'all? Just had to play some of that fire. I've been bumping this all week. Um, man, so make sure you check that out up on uh, SoundCloud. Just be uh, produced by uh, Fonzo, the magician. Uh, just a fire-ass track. It's just be, J-U-S dot B. The song's called Ocean. Just listen to it up on SoundCloud. Give them a few more hundred plays, hundred thousand plays. Just a fire-ass song. Love to see people from my city, you know, doing something fire and fresh. But what's going on, everybody? It is episode double eight, uh, 88, like Mike Irvin. Uh, so much love and respect to everybody who's listened to last week's show. Uh, we are doing it a little bit later. I thought I had a guest lined up, but, you know, schedule conflicting and uh, canceling at the wrong moment. But, uh, you know what? We're going to keep it pushing. So y'all just going to have to deal with me tonight. So let's go ahead and uh, jump on that good old Summer Jam screen. First things first, let's talk about the uh, murder of Justine uh, Rusick. Rusick. Uh, this is the Australian woman that was murdered up in Minnesota uh, by a cop. Uh, and this uh, cop is a brother, a black man, uh, Somali descent, and he's Muslim. So we know his religion and his country origin, which is amazing. Uh, as soon as this woman killed was killed, I think like a few hours later or a day later, they uh, knew the officer and his religion and where he come from and knew his family and everything. And uh, a lot of the headlines are saying like, a, uh, excuse me, a Somali Muslim man killed Australian woman. And so I don't know what's going on with this case. Uh, we don't know how the murder happened, but uh, apparently she called the police about a disturbance or something. She came outside, cop man was talking to the cops, and then she somehow ended up dead. So, 
I don't know what the fuck is happening, but uh, the Blue Lives Matter gang is talking about that we need to start uh, vetting police officers more. We need to stop uh, hiring uh, um, cops that's not from that hasn't haven't been born here in america just all kinds of excuses now coming out the woodwork from these people who talk about a white cop killing somebody black or not even you know they could be white but have a different uh, nationality or ethnicity and uh, you know they're just they'll say about them oh they were just doing their job the person shouldn't have been resisting and all this other shit but blue lives matter and uh back to blue is out here talking about it was a bad shoot uh this cop uh shouldn't have been hired on the on the squad and all this other shit but up in minnesota you know i'm gonna say this if geronimo yanez who killed philando castile he was found guilty uh for the murder of philando castile may he rest in power rest in peace then maybe Justine would still be alive due to justice being served and sending shockwaves through the police uh, community. They would think twice about pulling before pulling out that firearm, you know, but due to justice not being served, she's not here, you know, and I'm not going to go on some I told you so ass type rant because I don't want to see anybody, you know, lose their lives at the hand of a, at the hands of a police officer. And we know that in the past few years, um, I think it's been less than one percent of uh police have been actually charged or found guilty of murder or manslaughter when uh facing these types of cases um so i'm not going to go on some oh i told you so ran or act like a you know a white supremacist and you know be out here with my arms folded and saying that the guy was just doing his job and shit like that you don't want to see anybody get murdered you know like that in illegal lynching you know, but I will say this, I'm just going to monitor the situation, you know, and see if the justice system plays out how it normally does when cops uh, kill innocent people. And uh, I have a feeling that it won't. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. Uh, moving on, the BMAT gang was in full effect. They had plenty of ammo. If you don't know what a BMAT is, uh, that's the group of women on social media who just say black men are trash. That's all they say left and right. And they've had plenty of fucking ammunition. And so I, you know, I don't I don't argue with people online anyway, uh, but they've been having a field day, getting them jokes off, getting off these long ass threads. And, you know, it just I, you can't do nothing but laugh at it. So they had plenty of ammunition. And the first uh, the first uh, chamber, the first round in the chamber was R. Kelly. Uh, your man still out here being weird as fuck so it's been reported buzzfeed uh ran a little hit piece on him saying that he had a sex cult and they were talking about young women and shit like that so you know i click on the link and i'm like oh shit this motherfucker got a stable of 15 year olds goddamn no these women are in their early 20s and there's all these conflicting reports of what's going on so everybody and their mama have an opinion and shit like that and you know, thinking about this situation, I would you you could defend R. Kelly if he didn't do the Aaliyah shit and if he didn't do the ass eating shit on video of the little fourteen year old or fifteen year old, however however old the young lady was in that sex tape that was floating around through every hood and suburban neighborhood uh, in the early two thousands. That like that that yeah. videos was floating around everywhere, everywhere on VHS just floating around every fucking where but 
you know, them two situations and then stories about him cruising through the goddamn uh, uh, um, neighborhood where high schools was at and shit like that uh, when he was in his 20s and even 30s. And then him hanging out at a local McDonald's and shit like that once the testimony came out from the trial. Like, you can't defend R. Kelly. Like, there is no way that you can defend him. Like, if I, because I was thinking about, well, you could compare him to like a Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner is fucking almost 90 and he'd be out here, you know, dicking down. I don't know what he'd be doing, but probably finger popping now if his fingers still even fucking work. You know, little 20, 21 year olds and shit like that. But you can't defend R. Kelly just because of his past situations. It's just like, I don't want to be grouped in with that. So you really can't use the venn diagram of you know hugh hefner and uh fucking r kelly or use something like a woody allen and him fucking around with his goddamn stepdaughter and fucking around and marrying her and then there's numerous rock stars from the past white rock stars who married young and all this other shit who, who were like well in their 30s and marrying like fucking teenagers and shit like that but you can't defend r kelly like you can't but then my question is these uh staff members and shit like that who are out here um you know giving accounts and all this other shit to buzzfeed like if it's really a sex cult or something like that you're incriminating yourself because you're an accomplice you know what i'm saying so why are you like that just makes me think that it's not some kind of sex cult one of the women came out and you know she said that you know it's just one of those things where you know she's just having fun with r kelly and she can leave anytime she wants to me it just sounds like he got some side pieces in different area codes and he got them you know in different spots you know in his different spots all across you know the you the united states that's what it sounds like to me but it makes it so much more creepier because r kelly we all know that he like that that young that young poontang we know that so you know you there's really no way to defend this at all um i could go into a whole rant like i said comparing him to even not even hugh hefner but to all these goddamn teachers out here who up here you know hopping on this young dick out in these streets so uh we had an issue in uh weeping water nebraska we had a situation not an issue but a situation uh, where a teacher she's about 27 26 27 and she was she was flirting with a little 15 year old boy and she waited until his 16th birthday to give him that pussy and she was married married for two years and the reason that she waited till 16 which is fucking creepy as fuck about my state like i said outside of lincoln and omaha like you you can't be anywhere in nebraska this is just just bumfuck towns you know sundown towns just little country podak towns you know uh one maybe have one walmart and one supermarket and the rest is just farmland it might be like one strip of some rundown houses of you know some snaggle tooth meth addicts and shit like that but you don't want to be out there where the sun goes down even if you got a fucking tan even if you're a white person with a tan you don't want to be out there you know when the sun goes down so weeping water is one of those small towns and uh yeah she put that thing on him and like i said she waited till he was 16 because that's the age of consent in nebraska so 
you know, adults can be out here just fucking 16 year olds all willy nilly and shit and they really won't get any time. But the reason she got some time is because she was a teacher and he was a student and it violated the terms of her contract or her teaching certificate or her teaching license. So she had to give that up. And then it was like coercion or some shit like that. So she got 90 days in jail and she got like a thousand dollar fine and like 200 some hours of community service. And I think she has to register as a sex offender or something of that extent. But there's so many fucking stories that like if you look at the daily mail snapchat like three of them stories out the week will be about some teacher being convicted of you know putting that old pussy on a young 15 16 year old 14 15 16 year old boy so to me it just seems like it's a growing epidemic so you know me i go and start reading about it and shit uh because the daily mail just has like a little you know three four paragraphs about it so i go and read and shit and you start going through the text messages and shit and you're just like whoa like what the fuck is going on here like it seems like a lot of these teachers just have this this fantasy in their head of going back to high school and you know being with the cool kid and shit like that or just trying to relive their youth and i'm just like most of these women you know they be like in their their late 20s to like late 30s it's just like you still young like what the fuck are you out in these streets doing you know and then how do you feel as the husband though like your wife is a teacher and she up here putting that thing on a little 15 year old like that just has to like you like that's like the ultimate like cuckold right there like you really just got to get that divorce and you got to move out that town you know transfer jobs and shit like that like you got to change your last name because that's just gonna have you fucked up in the games like mentally and just your self-esteem your wife out here hitting that reverse cowgirl on somebody who uses noxzema before they go to bed you know just fucked up crazy i know i'm on a rant but anyways that's all i gotta say about the r kelly fiasco i really ain't gotta say nothing about it because you can't defend him because my man's like that young pussy and it's just like yo and then what even made it even more creepier was doing those allegations and when he beat the case i think it was after he beat the case this motherfucker gonna start calling himself the pied piper and start wearing a mask and shit in public and you know the story of the pied piper was some guy that you know played a little flute and shit or some kind of uh horn instrument he was luring kids up out of a town now that's fucking creepy so i i you know i can't bangs with you kills like no fuck out of here so more uh bmat ammunition so we loading up the other we loading up another clip and this clip is uh full of the herp and uh that's a usher usher out your burning just letting it burn you know he had his confessions read in court if you ain't know you've been sleeping up under a rock uh is you know court documents show that usher paid a woman 1.1 million dollars because he hit her with that you know that uh that everlasting love the the gift that keeps on giving you know uh hit her with them them uh below the equator cold sores and uh at least she got paid out of it you know but um like this this ruins usher career as a sex symbol like usher is already getting up there well now he's, he's not getting up there but it's kind of harder for him to reach the young ladies out in these streets but you know he still could you know take his shirt off and you know be a little bit of a sex symbol to the ladies and uh now they know that he's burning 
It's just he just gonna have to be out here on some damn Luther Vandross shit. You know what I'm saying? Let his voice do the work. And now all his music videos gonna have to be like Luther. You know they thought Luther was gay. He might have been. I don't know. But Luther videos was always him singing, and it always be like a different couple <laughs> in the video. So that's probably what's gonna happen with Usher moving forward, unless Usher just come out and own that shit and drop another Confessions type album and team up with Jermaine Dupri or some shit like that. So we gonna see what happens. So that was more ammunition. You got R. Kelly, Usher, then your man's Kevin Hart. So it's being reported that Kevin Hart was uh, photographed out in these streets, um, going to a hotel room with some other woman, and his wife is pregnant. And uh, rumor was that his first lady um, that he was dealing with, he was cheating on her with his current wife that he has pregnant. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I know the BMAC gang, they was just out here like gang, gang, black men are trash, bang, bang, you know, just throwing they sets up and just banging. And, you know, uh, a lot of great jokes got off. I'm not mad at it because I'm not either one of these celebrities. And I know all black men are not trash. Um, but, you know, a lot of these, all three of these brothers really got to hold this L. I should have put them in hold this L, but I'm not. So, uh and then uh what, what else uh i guess the only redemption of the black men are trash gang gang it has to be our man oj oj about to come home y'all so uh what was fucked up was oj's parole hearing was being aired on different television shows like this was the fucking bronco chase and in 94 all over again so that's that's just that reminds me of the brother Tariq Nasheed show the business of OJ just how so many different groups and people and networks made money make money off OJ like you got the books out there you got those documentaries um you got TV shows about him like the FX special with uh, Cuba Gooding and uh the people who were involved all making money and then different women's groups was out here using oj as an example of uh domestic violence and how a partner can be so violent that they can murder you so all these women's groups was getting money especially off that black boogeyman theory as they always do but uh yeah he's coming home and that's going to be wild and uh you know it's already jokes flying on twitter from these uh the uh the uh, yakubians they out there, you know, OJ, nigger, 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 that nigger is free and blah, blah, blah. He's going to kill some more. And it's just wild. So in this situation, you know, white folks really don't take an L. So one of two things is going to happen. Uh, somehow OJ is going to mysteriously die. Or uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, microaggression or micro events uh, racialized incidents that's going to happen once he comes home it always happens whenever there's some kind of quote-unquote moral victory for black folks or some shit like that white folks always get out here wilding and shit so uh be safe out here because you know there's a lot of radicalized christians out here a lot of them a lot of them a lot of very dangerous people and i tell you what's what's gonna go over the top you know, so like I said, you're going to expect some backlash from some bigots, but expect an all out riot with this Mayweather and McGregor fight. If Mayweather knocks out McGregor, I'm going to tell you that if he knocks him out, gets that W off a of knockout, 
you're going to see all kind of riots and shit like this. But if it goes 12 rounds, if Mayweather just bullshits and be defensive fighting and, you know, just taking little pot shots, picking them apart, uh, Mayweather going to lose by decision. That's just going to happen off rip. You know that. But I got a quick question, though, with this whole Mayweather and McGregor thing. I, it's just a question for my uh, red-blooded Americans, my fellow patriots. How come y'all are rooting against the hometown hero in Mayweather who's born here in America and y'all cheering on the foreigner, the Irishman McGregor? Just a quick question, because I feel like you just trying to let your white hood show a little bit. You know what I'm saying? For y'all rooting for a foreigner. And this always happens in a Mayweather fight. If he's fighting like a, a Mexican, uh, some, somebody from South America, just some... some uh, uh, who was the, who's the, who's the little white dude? Um, God damn it, because he's all chubby and on coke now, right now. He's from Britain. Uh, Ricky Hatton. Yeah, so people were che cheering for him, and it's just like, why aren't you rooting for the hometown hero? Where's your patriotism? And remember what I say, you know, there that that's a lie. Patriotism is always dis disguised as white supremacy. It is white supremacy disguised as patriotism, and I explained that a few episodes back. So just question that anytime, because I've seen some people uh, posting talking about McGregor is, you know, he's 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 matching. He's he's a better trash talker than uh, Mayweather and all this other shit. But at the same time, when Mayweather be talking shit, y'all just like, oh oh my god, this 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 fucking braggadocious ass nigger, you know, shit like that. But you're not rooting for the hometown hero, and you guys are looking funny in the light, looking very very funny in the light so did y'all see moving on uh that was just a quick little blurb but did you guys see the mayoral candidate of st petersburg florida saying fuck the dog whistles a guy named paul Conjimi. uh it's a clip that's been flying around and i'm about to play it right now if y'all bear with me of him telling some protesters to basically go back to africa so check this out you and your people, you talk about reparations. The reparations that you talk about, Mr. Neville, your people already got your reparations. Your reparations, your reparations came in the form of a man named Barack Obama. My advice to you, my advice to you, if you don't like it here in America, all right so he said fuck the dog whistles barack obama was your reparations negroes well he didn't say negroes uh and there's planes flying from tampa to africa every few hours so go back to africa man the the orange julius caesar has really just taken this whole uh white nationalist thing to a whole nother level whole nother level and it's even getting so bad that the adl has released a list of white supremacists calling them the alt-right and the alt-light um just different youtubers and social media personalities who hold these rallies and speak about white nationalism and shit like that and you know the crazy thing about 
white nationalism. Uh, they, you know, they always try to shit on black folks for being trying to be prideful of their race and things like that. And I'm saying to these white nationalists and the white folks in general, there's nothing wrong with being proud about being white. But history has shown in current situations when you guys speak about your white pride, you guys back it up with a system of violence and oppression. That's why you have to be held funny and enlightened. You're looked at as, as a hate group. It's always backed up by a, the genocide of a people, the enslavement of a people, the colonization of a country or a continent. It's always backed up with violent actions. It's never backed up by, you know, you building a, uh, um, you know, a business or something like that or keeping the money circulating in your own with your own people in your own neighborhood. This is always backed up by horrible violence, raping and pillaging people and just running through different continents and just just decimating the people there and just taking advantage of them and tricking them and poisoning them and just doing every deceitful thing to gain an advantage so that's why white nationalism is just looked at funny in the light it's just looked at like what the fuck is wrong with y'all so anytime somebody takes some racial pride you guys take a step back like okay this motherfucker about to kill everybody darker than the than the shade of pink in this motherfucker you know what i'm saying but anyways i'm ranting too much on this good old summer jam screen um hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that beautiful intro i'm always glad to see that this brother turned his life around you know he's always there when i hit him up like hey man i need you to do drop for me for selling hope like dope and he always got my back always and i appreciate that tyrone biggums my man golf clap i don't have that sound effect all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh madam tussaud she has the wax statue, the wax figure museum of, of iconic figures of, uh, you know, of American uh, culture, politics, uh, music, just everything, anything, you know, some people iconic. And uh, she revealed she revealed, revealed her new Beyonce statue. And when she revealed it, everybody looked the left to the right to see if they were seeing the exact same thing that they were seeing and they all shouted at the same time it's a white woman okay if y'all seen this this uh this wax figure of beyonce it is not sasha fierce that was definitely sally gentle uh what's another one uh susan meek um let me give you one more or uh uh, uh sarah tender so uh y'all need to go ahead and melt that down turn it into some candles and you know sell them for you know hundred dollars a pop or something like that and be like hey this is the former beyonce wax figure because this thing is whitewashed uh up and down like if you look at the facial features it looks like a britney spears concert backup dancer circa 2003 that shit is all fucked up in the face so it is what it is, Madame Tussauds, uh, Wax Museum, you are selling hope like dope. And you know what? You know who else is out here selling hope like dope? China is. China.
China. And that's word to our President Trump. Um, hey, you, you guys need to YouTube search a video of Trump saying China. Just, just do that. And it's funny as fuck. But anyway, I wanted to say this is selling hope like dope because a lot of my brothers and sisters out here think that the Chinese are an, are, uh, are an ally to Africa. And the Chinese being an African ally is some bullshit. Uh, back in 1996, President Jiang Zemin, he created the uh, Forum on China-African Cooperation, so the FOCAC. And so basically, he sold Africa a dream. So he, the benefit to Africa was a $5 billion African Development Fund, so they could use those funds to develop across the continent. So $5 billion seems like a lot. And they were also going to cancel out past debts build about 30 hospitals and 100 uh, rural schools and train 15,000 African professionals. Okay, so getting 100 schools, 30 hospitals, 15,000 Africans trained in a professional field by Chinese folks, right? In return, it has been estimated that between 2001 and 2010, China's import-export bank extended about $67.2 billion in loans to African countries. Okay, that's a lot of damn money to be loaning out. And they gonna collect on that shit, right? So the governments in uh, African countries are loaning out land to the Chinese, but they plan, they plan on taking it back. So there's a bunch of Chinese people there who migrated there in the early 2000s and who are still migrating there today trying to get their foot in the game and get uh some of that uh you know that mineral rich land those, those natural resources you know what makes our cell phones and things of that sorts and technology you know all the chips and things like that it uses a lot of precious metals in the homeland right so let's see here so the governments in african countries they're they're loaning out land to the chinese but they plan on taking it back but what the Chinese are doing is they're actually having their, ch their children come over, you know, and they it, come over there to Africa where they're living at and got these, you know, little bases on these lands. And they're having their kids date, mate or marry locals. So once that day comes uh, when the government wants to give the land back to the natives, well, the land will stay with the Chinese, you know, by marriage. You know, or by, uh, you know, having these interracial, these kids running around here. So the land will stay in the family. So that's the plan that they have, that the Chinese have, which is cold-blooded, right? So back home, Chinese officials are complaining about too many blacks or Africans coming to China, specifically in Guangzhou and Guangdong. And they're using the same talking points that politicians here use to invoke fear. They up there talking about the blacks have AIDS and Ebola. All they do is party and commit crimes and they're polluting our race. That shit is disgusting, right? And as they say in this, it's over 1 million Chinese people living in Africa. And they have their own little Chinatowns all over the natural resource rich countries. They just got their own little areas and they don't fuck with the Africans like that outside of Africans working for them. It's just a work relationship. That's it. And the Africans are complaining about the Chinese population, but it's about unfair business practices and not stereotypes. You know, so Africa is being raped again for its resources while the natives suffer. But this just this time is by the yellow man and not the white man. 
So next time you hear somebody on that shit talking about the Chinese is partnering with Africa and all this other shit and helping Africa, refer them to these two articles. I don't want you to argue with them, but just refer them to these two articles. And they're by the courts. These are the sources. So the first courts article is called How a Million Chinese Migrants Are Building a New Empire in Africa. And then the second one, which just came out earlier this year, um, but has been making its rounds across social media, is the China... China has an irrational fear of a black invasion, bringing drugs, crime and interracial marriage. So just with these facts that I was kicking to y'all. So they basically said we're going to wipe out all past debts to these African rich um, countries, these uh, these natural resource, natural resource rich countries, enriched countries. They're going to wipe away the debt, give you about five billion dollars in uh and money to develop Africa and shit like that. But in return, they just loaned out $62 billion. So here you are in the hole, what, $57 billion right now? And China has passed the US as the main import export working with Africa. So they're becoming the new power, the new superpower as far as commerce goes. And so Africa is just being, you know, raped and pillaged all over again for its natural resources so when white folks be out here talking about the problem with africa is they have too many kids and all this other shit i'm gonna tell you africa has so many natural resources if the people took power of it that shit would be looking like wakanda if the black folks if the africans in africa took control of all of their resources there and just took complete control of it no corrupt ass government officials who's doing backhanded deals or backdoor deals and shit like that getting a huge cut of money but making their people suffer if it was a true uh democracy in the government and these and these africans really had the the uh the tools to actually control the mining there and things of that sort and control the export import business africa would be looking like wakanda or africa would be looking like how mtv cribs would be the folks would be living how they fake like they be living all them all them people the somalians the ethiopians just everybody you wouldn't see none of them little kids having fucking flies flying around their face and with the hungry bellies so you know a lot of times they try to shit on africa and you know say that you know it's all about the uh how they're so primitive and shit like that just lying just straight up lying but you have these slick ass motherfuckers coming in here you know with these these bullshit ass deals like oh we'll build you 30 hospitals and 100 little schools and shit like that and we're going to train you know how many people in africa they only going to train 15,000 africans like get the fuck out of here so because they know if they actually train them and not in a job but in actually being an entrepreneur and being a business owner they wouldn't there wouldn't be any need africa would be a superpower here but that's all i got for selling hope like dope so madam tussaud out here selling hope like dope with uh susan gentle out here and then you got the chinese selling hope like dope and everybody who believes that chinese is at the china the country of china is actually working with the continent of africa fuck out of here this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so holding this l we all know who it has to be it has to be our man michael vick 
for his comments on the Fox Sports One show um, with Jason Whitlock. Uh, my man was on there saying that Colin Kaepernick, for him to get his job back in the NFL, get a job with the team, a position, uh, that he would have to cut his hair and be more presentable. Now, I need Michael Vick to let me know what crimes did Colin Kaepernick commit? Because that's how you talk to about like a felon, some a brother just getting home, a meth head just getting home. That's how you talk to them. They need to clean up and all this other shit, cover their tattoos and get a haircut and shit like that. What crime did Colin Kaepernick commit? You know, uh, I don't know if my man uh, Mike Vick is hurting for some money. He shouldn't be because his uh, shoes just retroed with Nike. And them shits was flying off the shelf of uh, Mike Vick's kicks. And um, I don't know if uh, how white folks were attacking him, if that just broke his spirit. But he was defending a long-haired thug by the name of uh, Riley Cooper. I believe that was his name. Is it Riley Cooper? I was about to say Riley Freeman. That's, that's the boondocks. But yeah, I believe it was Riley Cooper... The long-haired white man who was at a country music festival talking about he will knock out every nigger in here or any nigger in here. Um, so help me out, Mike. Uh, what is going on? And why are you so fucked up in the game that you out here trying to get a first-class ticket on this coon train? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, are you trying to get an analyst job? Are you trying to show the execs that, hey, I can throw black folks under the bus very quickly and I love puppy dogs? Like, help me out here because there's a woman at my job I ain't, I ain't spoke to in two years because of, of you defending you. She was trying to tell me that Mike Vick deserved to go to prison for fighting dogs and Ben Roethlisberger didn't for raping women and sexual assault. And she said it was because dogs can't defend themselves, women can. And then I said, so women can defend themselves against a big-ass football player? That's what they can do? So you're putting a dog's life over a human being's life? That's what we're doing right now? This is what we're doing? Help me out. I still, ain't, I still don't speak to this woman. So, Mike... So many of us was defending you, having your back, and you had the back of your teammate, Riley Cooper, but you can't have the back of Colin Kaepernick. They brought you on that show to defend Colin Kaepernick, but you went full-fledged on, what about black-on-black -black crime? What about us? We is our own worst enemy, boss. We be fucking up so much, boss. We sorry. I sorry. You know, you just had that fiddle out there. You didn't have your tap shoes on, but you had on some nice soft shoes with a hole in the foot at the toe. And you was up here just, you know, showing all 32 teeth, boss. And, it, and it's heartbreaking because we rode for you hard, hard. So many debates I've had, you know, when you came back and you wanted a second chance. You know, I, I was riding for you hard, boy. I was typing out full-fledged paragraphs on Facebook and shit like that, holding you down. We was arguing at sports bars, Buffalo Wild Wings, about you being back, bro. Like, this hurts. It cuts deep to see you do some goofy shit like this. But uh, shout-out to uh, Colin Kaepernick, who 
posted the definition of Stockholm syndrome. You know, and that's that's all it is. I know my man uh, Vic is trying to look for a job, but you don't do it like this, man. You don't you don't fucking do it like this. Man, shout out to Shannon Sharp, though. He be holding it fucking down on Fox Sports. I'm surprised they ain't fired that brother yet. Shannon Sharp be going hard in the paint. He goes so hard in the paint, and he keeps it all the way 100, and I appreciate that. I don't watch this show because I don't really fuck with Fox Sports like that. Only time I fuck with Fox Sports is, is when I'm watching the big three because I want to see my man Ice Cube win with this league because it's, it's, it's a great filler to get us between you know when the nba ends and then until you know the nfl starts but i ain't even fucking with the nfl like like that if colin kaepernick doesn't get on a team i'm not fucking with the nfl you know but if he's not on a team by the time preseason kicks off i'm not fucking with the nfl so it is what it is mike vick you gotta hold this l and you you just we we loved you man we rolled for you so hard so i don't know why you doing this I, I really don't you know what i'm saying we rolled for you when you got home and you wanted to campaign to get back on teams we rolled for you so hard it wasn't a situation like tiger woods or bill cosby you went out here you know making money off of us us buying your merchandise and your jerseys that number seven falcon jersey still goes hard in the paint you know and then the zip up kicks with that big ass white uh black kicks with that big ass white nike check on it was fire but you know we rode for you you didn't come out here doing some shit like um you know wagging your finger at us and things like that we never turned our backs on you bro never did never did and and you don't do you remember when you was in the league like bro you had the ai braids you had straight backs you had zigzags like help me out here but man you just gotta hold this l bro this is heartbreaking you win perfect All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We have to give this to the brother Matthew Cherry, uh, former NFL player, former NFL wide receiver turned filmmaker, producer. He uh, started a crowdfunding campaign for a movie called uh, Hair Love. So it is about a black father trying to do his daughter's hair for the first time. It's going to be an animated short film, and he's uh, well over his crowdfunding goal. Uh, there's still a few days left. Uh, you still can donate to that uh, crowdfunding, but uh, just look it up. It's uh, Hair Love and just search uh, Matthew Cherry. Uh, just much love and respect to this brother. It's always so dope to see projects come together via Twitter. And uh, he, got the he got the inspiration to make this film by seeing so many videos of black dads interacting with their daughters. And uh, I believe this is a very important dynamic to uh, show the world and to have this story told and to build the confidence in little boys and girls out here to have more confidence in their hair and things like that because you know kids can be cruel and even uh, adults can be very cruel to kids so this is something that's necessary for the culture and i have nothing but love and respect to this brother matthew cherry not all heroes wear capes some of them retire from the nfl and become film producers and directors all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and this quote comes from a Sierra Leone proverb, and it says, if the cockroach wants to rule over the chicken, then it must hire the fox as a bodyguard. So that's a very fitting quote as we uh, 
try to survive these trying times under uh, the Cheeto in chief. Um, I just want people to know that the power has always been with the people and in this regime I get I just get the feeling that so many people are complacent um, and upholding this horrible system of white supremacy that we in you know I feel like a lot of times that there's a small percentage of actual like uh, white racists out here and the rest of the folks are just doing as they're told you know because it's the law or because it's a policy or something like that just going along to get along because uh, they don't want to stir troubles you know stir up the waters and things of that sorts but this is leading into uh next week's episode because i am going to give you some solutions about resistance and what resistance re- actually looks like in a capitalistic society and how it looks in a democracy so i'm just gonna try to leave kind of leave y'all with a little bit of a cliffhanger um, i'm still working on the notes and things like that but it'll be right and tight for you next week um go listen to bumpers uh under D and B. Uh they have me I did an episode uh, about my thoughts with uh interracial dating, so you will want to listen to that on bumpers. And for some reason, even though it's social commentary that I do, they listed that episode under dating. I don't know why, but probably because I titled it titled it The Controversy of Interracial Dating. But make sure you uh check me out on bumpers and i'll probably do another bump maybe this weekend but much love and respect to y'all as always i'm out one